Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back after buzzers for the Real Housewives of Potomac after show. Tonight, we're talking sexual butt-grabbing allegations. We're talking kooky Candace is just like her mama. And we're talking all that and more coming up for you next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, you guys. What's up, party people? Yay. Welcome to the Real Housewives of Potomac After Show, Season 4, Episode 10. It's going down at the hoedown. Yes, it is. Or showdown at the hoedown, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get into it because it was a messy episode, as usual. Uh, but I'm your host, Erica Edwards, and I couldn't do it without my girls. So give it up for Danny, you hey guys. guys. And Alexis. Hey, everybody. All right, you guys. So this episode went a lot of little different places, but it ended up with a showdown. So, uh, but we'll take it like we always do. What did you guys think about the episode overall? More dramatic. Every episode is more dramatic than the last one and more scandalous. This one was so scandalous. I was like, give me the tea. Mm-hmm. And I we definitely got the tea in this episode. Yes, for sure. We got a lot of drama, a lot of things revealed, a lot of shade thrown. Just all the things we love about Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. We got it all tonight. Yes, I totally agree. I think this was a, a sort of well-balanced episode because sometimes... They don't, you know, I don't like the sort of precursors and then the last one minute is the party and you're just, you know, spending 40 minutes of BS. But they got to it this episode, so I really like that. But we had some little, you know, some little conversations before the showdown. So we'll go through those really quickly. Let's start off with the one that I think I found out of everybody's the most interesting was the argument between Candace and Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so it's so interesting because everybody, I think really throughout this entire episode is constantly telling Candace, well, you know, you like your mama girl. And Chris basically is sort of telling her that in his own way. Um, and she's just not hearing it from anyone. Uh, what did you guys feel about that whole, their whole interaction? I need Candace to stop crying. Like now <laughs> I see why her mom is like, oh, she just likes to cry because honestly, this episode, I was like, you have got to stop trying to be the victim. Like, I think Candace needs to live within herself and realize, like, there are some things that I could change about myself. People aren't just attacking me for no reason. People aren't just saying things to me for no reason. Like, she has to grow up. She's a little immature, and I'm going to need her to get it together. I think she just needs to realize that if one person's telling you something, it may be the other person, but if, like, two, three, four, a bunch of people are telling you one thing, then it probably is true. Mm -hmm. So if Chris is telling you that he's your husband, he's going to look out for what's best for you. Your friends are telling you that. Obviously, you got some issues going on, and you're acting like your mama, and you need to stop it. And I just wish she would see that. I totally agree. Although I do also feel like the way she was handling Chris was a little disrespectful mm-hmm. because he, she was cutting him off. She kind of was like, get out my way. To me, she was kind of running him in a way where 
he was patient, but how long is he going to stand for that? Right. I think, right. You know, because, um, you know, like, yeah, I get it. It's one thing if it's your girls. It's one thing if it's Monique. But this is, you know, supposed to be your partner. Yeah. So how did you guys feel? Especially, like, the way she drove off and stuff. What did you guys feel about that? It was just mm-hmm. dramatic, and it was too much. When she was pushing him out of the car, and he was just trying to talk to her, like, you want to have a good marriage. And she was talking about how her parents got divorced or they weren't together, and she doesn't want that to happen to her. But it's looking like you do want that to happen to you because you're not even listening to your husband when he's trying to tell you something. You know, like, he's trying to say it in a nice way, but you rather hear it from other people. Like, you don't want to hear from them, and you don't want to hear from your husband either. I don't understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, and I especially feel like... Check yourself because she right. is coming at him so crazy. Like I get that you're like I told you not to do that or whatever, but she is just like, oh, okay, you gonna do what I tell you to do? Who are you talking to? Right. Like, you know? She was being her mother, and exactly. it's funny that he was literally saying, "What you're doing to me right now is what you you say your mother does to you." So how can you be mad when you're doing the same things? And you know, like you said, he was being patient with her, like a husband should. But mm-hmm. how long is he gonna be willing to deal with that? That may be an issue. Exactly. Last episode, she talked about how her mom is always cutting her off. And every single time he spoke, she would not let him get a word in. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this you really are your mom. I hope she looks back at this and is like, okay, like I need to check myself because I am exactly like my mom at this moment. Mm-hmm. Like, let him speak. Let him say something to you. Like, he can't even get across to you because you won't let him speak. Exactly. And hopefully she'll realize, like... Your mother is divorced. I don't know. We ain't seen her dating nobody. But you know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's and how. And she got cheated on. Exactly. With a whole nother baby. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But it's like, <laughs> now, a whole nother grown man. He right. is a man now. But it's like, yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, Chris is really patient with her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, you know, and I wish them the best. But it's like, okay, how are you going to continue to talk to someone crazy like that? Right. She just seems like she has just so much anger inside. Some, something is bothering her. I don't know if it's solely just the situation with her mom or if she's just dealing with growing pains of being a wife now or, you know, with the possibility of having to, you know, not have her mom pay for things for her. Something is happening in her life that's causing her to lash out at everybody. And I just hope it comes out soon what it is. Exactly. And I mean, just to keep it 100, like, this is at least, what, her second season or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, sweetie, you should be having some checks. You can afford your own place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, just saying, Bravo, Bravo is not sending the money to your mama. Your mama is <laughs> probably getting her few little guest checks. So, like, cut the ties. You have a job now. You're working. Let's make a move. And who knew psychiatrists made that much? I'm just, I'm baffled. Actually, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, I did kind of know, but yeah. I, you know, but now we know. Like no. eight thousand a month just for your daughter's house money. Yes. Right. Who would have known? I should have gone to med school. Same. <laughs> exactly. I had no clue. Wrong exactly, because there's a lot of crazy people out there. I mean, not crazy, but you know, people that, need, crazy. that need help. And it's good to see that somebody is giving up. And then, well, let me not start on Dorothy because she wasn't even in this episode. So we'll leave crazy Dorothy to another time. Uh, so let's move on to Giselle and Robin and like the whole. Please don't make it your storyline remodeling a house scene. I'm like, oh my God, please. This is not going to be Giselle's life for the rest of the episodes. You're just going to like talk mess about everybody else and then like fix a house. I'm hoping <laughs> I want more for you, boo, because you're too pretty, you're too cute, you're too cool. But uh, so anyway, that's my feeling on it. What? Do, how did you guys feel about that scene? Um, I mean, you're saying you don't want it to be Giselle's storyline, but I 
don't want it to be Robin's story. Both Robin. of them. Like, stop yeah. it with the housing already. Like, <laughs> that's like a whole nother network. I do not want to see right. you guys, like, like remodel and, a house. Like, like at it. least with Giselle, you know, she's an instigator. She's the potster. She ain't going nowhere. But Robin, you're not about to make solely your thing just be houses. And I don't know if you're really the person we want to get, you know, feedback and advice from at this point. Because we still ain't seen no finished product. So, Giselle, you might want to keep all that stuff to yourself before your homegirl have your house messed up. Right. Well, I think at least Robin can be the person to talk to to be like, oh, wow, this is over budget. Because you understand that. Exactly. Exactly. And that, to me, I felt like, honestly, I did feel like that was a good point on her part. Like, Mm -hmm. she's like, well, I'm doing this little old raggedy house. I'm sorry, it's not raggedy. Shout out Ragged to people. In, shout out to people in Baltimore. But she's doing this small little house, and she's like months and months over it. And meanwhile, Giselle has a huge raggedy house. So um, <laughs> you know, so I think she does have some good points in that Giselle probably does not fully yeah. understand how it's going to add up, how much money it's going to be, how much foundation she's going to have to sell to pay for this. I don't know. Um, so I thought she had some good points, but I totally agree with Alexis. Like I can't have this be their life mm-hmm. for like 10 more episodes or yeah. like I yeah. you know a few little flashes yes you know the cabinets looked great mm-hmm. I loved it yeah. but like okay I'm gonna need you to like date or something yeah you, know? you had a beginning part with this you can have like a mid update where things are together and then a finished product at Thank the you. end or, or it could be like you know like Sheree and Kenya Moore and you all just drag each other because nobody's house is finished I'll do that Something. I, I'll, I'll engage in that, but I'm not going to like, yeah. now we're doing floors. Like, I'm not doing that. Somebody yeah. even <laughs> said in the um, live chat at Film Raider, he said Sheree and Kenya 2.0. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We, we, we can't because yeah. Kenya's coming back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, you guys. So that was them. All right. Before we move on to the next topic, Danny has something fun and exciting to share with you guys. Yes, I do. We want to thank you guys so much for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And we do need you guys guys' help, please make sure to comment, like, and subscribe to our channel, and also give us a rating on iTunes. We thank you guys so much for allowing us to do what we love every single week. Yes. Thank you, guys. Like, subscribe, and give us a thumbs up if you're in the chat right now, because, like, you're here already. So, (laughs) please do it. Um, All right, you guys. So, moving on, we had a cute little... um, I like these little scenes we have between Karen and Ray because they always kind of do yeah. a little. First, they're dancing. Now they're motorcycle riding, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. And I feel like I guess now that he's recovered from his IRS issues, Ray is just like I'm in so and out. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna get too much TV time on me. I'm in and out. Uh, but they're very cute together. How did you guys think? What did you guys think about Karen and her motorcycle? dirt bikes. I like learning more about Karen. You know, like, we don't learn that much about Karen. It's just always when it's drama or mm-hmm. something, but right. I think Karen deserves to be happy, and it's nice to see her have these, you know, happy moments, I think. Yeah. I I have a love-hate relationship with Karen. Most of the time, it's hate. Um, <laughs> but because of everything that she's been going through, I was happy to see a happier moment for her and her just having fun, enjoying life, enjoying her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but if all this stuff hadn't been happening to her, I probably wouldn't have cared, just being completely honest. But, you know, I was worried about her and Ray at one point, you know, with right. the whole thing of them accusing her of messing around and right. then everything with the tax stuff. So I was worried about them for a while if they were going to last. So I'm glad to see that they're doing well. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I think with her, the loss of her parents and then her kids are kind of like away, it's nice to see her kind of doing these things with Ray to kind of, you know, keep, yeah. the, keep the fires going and yeah. popping and stuff. And spicy. Exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, I was like, the stiletto boots were an interesting choice. Um, yeah, because I was like the guy, like, girl, those are going to get stuck so right. many places. Um, but I like the jacket. So she looked very cute. Yeah, I she definitely did look cute. feel like uh, she's really stepped her outside of like. Obviously, the braid fiasco in New Orleans. I Ooh. feel like her wig game has gotten point. a lot better. Yeah, she's her been wig, looking good. Yeah, like I was like her stylist, other than the, like braiding thing, mm-hmm. has really been putting it together. And I liked all of her blonde wig choices, especially in her confessionals. She's laid in her mm-hmm. confessionals. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I like the little the way she kind of you know switches it up each. Uh, you know, each little scene. So that yeah. is very cute. So she's doing a lot better. Yay for Karen <laughs> and her and her blonde wigs. Mm-hmm. Someone, Joseph Boza. Joseph is always in our chat. Hey, Joseph, you are a hey, faithful hey, viewer. Hey. He said, if she wasn't a pain, I wouldn't care. It's interesting seeing Karen just have a normal day with her husband. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. It's mm-hmm. nice to see her like just relax. And I think what's interesting with her, what I'd like to see about flashbacks with her is she grew up, my understanding is sort of, poor or whatever so she when she's on this oh I'm the, the grand queen dame. grand dame and all that other mess not you know whatever but it's nice to see like her humble beginnings too because I think that does mm-hmm. kind of make her seem a little bit more real and authentic of a yeah. person mm-hmm. so I like those little flashbacks to her past which is very adorable yeah uh, so let's talk about um, Monique the soothsayer, <laughs> um, the all-knowing, sort of the uh, the psychiatrist of the group this episode. So she had some interesting scenes. So we'll talk first about Monique and Ashley and then later about, you know, Monique and Candace, which I think is so funny because they are certainly at, at, at odds with each other. But it's so interesting to see how Monique has managed to kind of keep a friendship, at least until the end of the episode, with both girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll start with Ashley. How did you think about the baby buying clothes and whatever? I think they're so cute together. It was cute. I think Ashley can learn a lot from Monique, especially mm-hmm. she's trying to get pregnant. Monique has like hella kids. <laughs> so she can learn a lot. And I think it shows us a softer side of Ashley when she's not like in drama and we see her actually caring about like having a family and Things that actually matter, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I just love that they're coming together for all of this. You know, how I feel whenever I watch people hang out and come together on this show is I never can take it serious because I feel like they're going to fall out eventually. Right. But I think with something like this, they'll always have something to kind of bond over and hang out with. And it's exciting to see it now with Monique, but we know Ashley just had her baby, so we know next season we'll be watching Ashley do the same thing for her little one. So that was exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's very... I mean, I, I know you're right. I guess you know, they will eventually fall out, I guess. But I do, it does seem like it's authentically growing between the two of them, (laughs) which, um, you know, and and I kind of felt like Karen shared a real moment with Ashley in the salt mines or whatever, Mm -hmm. the meditation thing. But, um, but I guess it wasn't really real because now, you know, like, I don't know, Karen kind of, I think she had a good moment there, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it brought her really any closer to Ashley where I do genuinely feel like Monique and Ashley when they get together I do feel like something's building there that that could you know uh, outlast a big fight I'm hoping I'm hoping because I really want them to be cool yeah yeah I think Karen has just been backstabbed by Ashley so many times that like she can have these moments but when it's done she's like okay but I know you Mm -hmm. I know how you are I know what can happen so she kind of just long handle spoons her you know Mm -hmm. which I agree with I would long handle spoon her too she's messy Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, like I get I don't know, I'm in between on that because I I see that but then I also feel like um like Giselle has Robin you know, I don't know. Like, I always want every person to have, like, an authentic friendship on the show. Like, a real yeah. a real friendship. And I think, originally, for me, from what I recall of watching this series, I felt like Karen was a little bit cooler with Giselle. Yeah. And I feel like they're not going to ever get back there either. Mm-hmm. And now, Karen is, like, halfway friends with Candace. I feel like Karen isn't really having a real connection a real connection with anybody yeah, she's so not. far. And so, I mean, so I get what you're saying as far as Ashley being messy. And, I, I mean, I kind of feel like that with Ashley, too. Like, Ashley yeah. needs that girl, you know, friend, too, as well. And I feel like, you know, I, I feel like she's calming down and starting to get that. And I just hope, you know, Karen right. isn't left in the cold, basically. My thing with Karen, what she seems to do, and I feel like we've talked about this on the panel before is she kind of likes to take people under her wing I think when Ashley came in she wanted to like groom her up make her this Potomac woman and now she sees Candace is kind of like the underdog or like the you know not the lower man on the totem pole but you get what I'm saying so she kind of is taking her under her wing and maybe if we get a new housewife next season she probably gonna take her under her wing too. Well yeah exactly because a new person coming in hasn't really made a Mm -hmm. true allegiance with anyone Mm -hmm. and so they're open to to be your friend. Right. But that mm-hmm. being said, if you were a bit more open and authentic yourself, maybe you could click a little bit better with the other people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? But I, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that every time someone knew it, it's like, woo, I got a friend now. Yeah. yeah. And until, you know, until they grow up and then they're in another season and they're like, oh no, you know. Yeah. But, um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll uh, see. But hopefully, you know, Candace needs a friend, so maybe, <laughs> maybe that will work out. Aww. So Aww. then um, we girl. see Candace come over to Monique's home. And they have a kind of cool interaction or relationship as well. Um, but Monique is always like, or not always, but I, I know last season, not last episode in this episode, she's kind of like trying to like give Candace um, some advice. And mm-hmm. Candace is still sort of fighting her on it. Yeah. Um, so when she's at the home, they don't really argue, but Candace still is not hearing her, mm-hmm. which was a really interesting thing. How did you all feel about Monique's tone and sort of like big sister, little sister with Candace? I think Monique was coming to her like a sister. I didn't think Monique had like a crazy tone or anything. I think um, she has a hard time accepting people telling her about herself Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's with like a lot of housewives but she has it pretty bad Mm -hmm. like she's even like I disagree I disagree I disagree like (laughs) just take it in and then you know come back but she like can't even let you finish your sentence Mm -hmm. before she's disagreeing you don't even know the full what she was gonna say maybe she would side with you later maybe she would you know like let her drop some gems on you she was she's been on this you know show longer than you just listen for a second you know that's how I feel Yeah, I think it was genuine, like you said, big sister, little sister. I don't think she was taking anybody's side. I don't think she was trying to come down on Candace. I think she was genuinely, as a friend, just trying to help her. I think Monique is in a very interesting situation this season because she's pregnant, so she's the only sober person Mm -hmm. in the room. She's seeing everything from both sides, and I think Candace should have been able to to hear what she's saying and take it in a way that's like, okay, she sees both sides. She's not on both sides, but like, you know, she's kind of more of a neutral person in the situation. Let me not take this personally. Let me take it as her just trying to help me. And I really think that's what it was. Yeah, absolutely. And I also felt that way at the hoedown as well. I think Monique is still always trying to kind of 
let her know this mm-hmm. is what you're doing. You're being messy. You're doing this. And for whatever reason, as soon as you bring up Dorothy, it's like it sets off a big thing in Candace mm-hmm. where she can't like even hear what people are saying anymore. Right. Which, is- which I kind of did get from Candace's side because it's like, I can talk about my mama, but you can't talk about my mama. Period. But then at the end of the day, if you're complaining about something, and this is exactly what Monique said, if you're complaining about something that your mom does, and then we notice you're doing the same thing, we're going to be like, well, hey, I, you know, you said you didn't like that when you mom does it you're doing that to me like kind of chill out on it without her thinking that one she's talking about her mama or two that she's coming down on her I agree with Monique when she said that Candace wants a yes man Candace wants a friend that's just gonna agree with her every you know like every time she says something no real friend is gonna agree with you all the time they're gonna tell you when you're wrong and she doesn't want to hear when she's wrong like that is a real friend and I don't think she knows the difference between a real friend and someone that's just you know just gonna tell you yes all the time I don't want a friend that's gonna tell me yes all the time Mm -hmm. don't have me out here looking stupid tell me when I look dumb Mm -hmm. tell me when I need to be quiet when I need to get my act together and get me right you know don't have me on national television looking crazy Mm mhm yeah, I agree. And then also I would say kind of with um, Alexis's point is that to me, I, it's kind of like with a bad relationship. If you're in a relationship and you tell your friends all bad stuff about the guy mm-hmm. and then you're going to be like, well, I can talk about my man, but you can't talk about my man. Like, really? Okay. Yeah. After I've got to listen to you for hours and hours and hours, eventually people are going to make comments about your mother. And so yeah. if you share that much of her... And unfortunately, the same way the producers have of the show, then everybody's going to have a comment. Mm -hmm. And for you to just be so, um, like, sprung and, like, that's just such a huge issue for you, then pull back a little bit and what you're saying to them. And maybe, you know, have one one close friend, but you're constantly in the whole group talking about your mother Mm -hmm. and then being like, but can't nobody say nothing. Like, what? That's your storyline. So we're going to talk about it, boo. Or maybe just talk to your husband about your mother and not these girls that you don't trust like that. Because you know that they're going to say something about her. Exactly. Or just talk to Monique or just talk to Karen or whoever. But she, it'll be everybody. And she's going through blow by blow Mm -hmm. about everything her mom did wrong. So, you know, of course, people eventually are going to continue to comment about it. Right. In a way, it's kind of, it's not the same situation, but it's kind of a similar situation with how Candace feels like oh Ashley kept bringing up that she can't drink if she's trying to have a baby and so she commented on that it's the same situation people keep asking oh why do you keep saying that and it's like because Ashley keeps bringing it up well it's Mm -hmm. the same thing with you we keep bringing up your mom because you keep bringing up your mom and you keep pointing out these things so it's like it's funny that she can see it from that perspective when it comes to Ashley and her situation but not this situation of her own that was a good comparison exactly exactly I totally agree with that And, and it's and it's just funny because it's like this for one, this is basically your storyline. So yeah, everybody, <laughs> blogger, every person in the world that's watching the show is talking about you and your mama, and yeah. you know, like get over it. Her mama's paying her bills one way or another. Exactly. Whether she's paying the rent or she's your storyline <laughs> on the show. Exactly, she, she's paying them bills. <laughs> so, um, but it's interesting that she's so defensive about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of our viewers, um, Carrie Rump, said, "I think Candace is so worried about Ashley and her marriage because she knows she." She's just like her mom and is insecure that she's going to destroy her own union. She is. She's going to destroy that union really? if she doesn't get it together. You, yeah, I, that's an interesting... I don't disagree with that, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with it either. I think I think if any in any of 
with anything in this situation, I feel like the one thing that I feel she can stand on is her relationship with Chris. I don't think she thinks that Chris is going to go anywhere. She needs to be worried that he may go somewhere mm-hmm. because she's doing the most, but I don't know if that's necessarily what her worry is. Yeah. Interesting. I, I mean, I do feel like uh, Candace has some really deep-seated insecurities that are driving a lot of her actions. So, I don't know. I do... I, that's an interesting perspective as far mm-hmm. as, you know, being worried about losing Chris, mm-hmm. which, I mean, honestly, she should be. So, yeah. if, if, if she don't, she needs to be. If that's your worry, girl... What you doing ain't helping. Right. <laughs> you just stop it because you're not helping it at all. Exactly, exactly. So that is, um, you know, so I don't know. That's an interesting one. I'm going to have to marinate on that. Mm-hmm. So let's, um, okay, so let's move on to where were you when the sex allegations came out? <laughs> like, I thought that was kind of cute the way the editors did that yeah, or whatever. that was cute. And it's like, oh, well, Karen was in the confessional still getting laid <laughs> and uh, everybody was like in their own little own little area and, you know, so these are kind of the things that are going on before we get to the hoedown. Um, how did you feel about everyone's little reactions to kind of what Ashley was going through? <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like I want to I want to say that everybody seemed calm, but I guess what what reason do they have to really like get upset? Um, the only one that really stood out to me was Candace because she was talking to Monique, kind of trying to make it seem like she was concerned, but she had, like, this smirk on her face this whole time, and it's like, girl, you know you are so happy that all of this is happening. Don't be calling, acting like, oh, what's going on with Ashley? Should we check on her? No, girl. You know you happy. Yeah. Um, Candace is happy, and when Candace said, I actually kind of do feel bad for her, girl, you do not have to lie to Kiki. Why are you lying right now? (laughs) You are not sad for her, but, like, every time that she talks to someone, she's like, Oh, you care? Well, she was talking about you last season. Girl, that was last season. Mm-hmm. It is right. a new day. It is right. a new time. Get over that. Like, But stop trying to act like you care because you don't. Exactly. I like that Giselle called her. Yeah. I think I think that's what all of them should have done. It's it's a little disappointing that they all, you know, kikied about it to themselves, but nobody really took the time. And at well, least not on camera. Well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, in. wait a minute, <laughs> wait a moment. Because Karen Sorry. called to break the news to Ashley. <laughs> Ashley didn't know until Karen said, well, it's on TMZ. So oh. it's interesting because I felt oh, like... Oh, I mixed up Karen and Giselle. That's what No, no, Giselle called her too, okay. I believe. But Giselle seemed to really be yeah. concerned. And Karen seemed to be like, well, it's out there. It's out there, boo. (laughs) And so, and I was going to say, so that whole little interaction between Karen and uh, and Ashley was kind of like interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, because it was like, it was kind of like you would think she was calling, I'm seeing to see if you're okay. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, did she really care if she was okay? I don't think so. Honestly, I think they didn't call because it's like, not far from you know like yeah. it's a pattern if this stuff keeps happening are you gonna call every single time like oh this hap-? like girl you know mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you have to know this about your husband so what am I calling you for if this continues to happen is butt grabbing it's penises and you know what I mean it's like always yeah. something yeah, yeah so and that's what really um I know I'm kind of jumping the gun but when they did the preview for next week when Ashley asked Giselle she was like you're kind of saying it like you think he did it but like why would it be so far-fetched to think he did it because he's grabbed people on sets but before he's talked about grabbing people on sets but before mm-hmm. so I mean it 
this seems to be a pattern of his. Why is it so far-fetched to think that he could have done it? It's just weird to me that Ashley's like, wait, what? Wait, what? Like, I know you see this stuff. Like, you see these episodes. You know what I mean? Like, you know that he's having these conversations. You have to know something. You mm-hmm. know? Like, you're not fully just, like, out of it. You know something. Come yeah. on. like Very true. Very true. So we get to the hoedown. And um, so a lot of things are going on because everybody's kind of trying to see how Ashley's going to work it and she's kind of cool and very chilled and then but she still kind of has like this altercation with Karen and with Ken like the people who are going to come for her come for her mm-hmm. and um and it's really interesting because I think she was kind of cool about it and handled it like what did you know what did people really expect her to do mm-hmm. you know because it's like I'm not going to cry with these people who like don't really support me. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was really interesting how things went down between, like, one between her and Karen. That mm-hmm. was crazy. Yes. What did you guys think about how that was funny. Karen's, <laughs> Karen was dealing with her? Karen, I think she was trying to be like, Karen wasn't trying to be mean, but then when Ashley brought up Karen talking bad about her when she left, Karen wasn't talking bad about her when she left, but she heard that from Giselle and she took that and ran with it. But I mean, like, I think Karen was just trying to be, like... Like, she wasn't trying to be mean, you know what I mean? But when she hit her with that clank, the clank, I I know what you mean. I don't agree, but I know what you mean. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I think Karen... I think they all, to me... One thing, I don't care what Michael has done in the past and what rumors have been heard, but to actually be charged criminally with something is a big deal. And I Mm -hmm. think that whether he didn't do it or he did do it and he's facing 11 years, I think that you should kind of take that seriously. And if the person is your friend or your associate or just not your enemy kind of like give the girl a break and mm-hmm. I think this episode so many people were kind of like or Monique and Robin and everybody's like well this is her karma like it okay is. really because it is. y'all have done things too so. I think it's her karma Ashley is always the one like she said carrying the spoon but mm-hmm. she feels bad that this time she wasn't carrying the spoon and it was about her girl it was only a matter of time until something came back about your man. You know what I mean? You can't talk about everybody's man, everybody's family, everybody's situation, and expect for nothing to ever happen to you. And it's finally happening to her, and I don't think she knows how to deal with it. And, I mean, if the roles were reversed, if this was anybody else's husband, she would have been right there like, oh, I heard this. Mm-hmm. Did this happen? How you feeling about that? So it's like, don't expect people to be all closed-mouthed and so respectful when things happen to you. Because True. if the roles were reversed, you would be right on the other side, Kiki and them so come on now right. I mean I still feel a little bad for her and I'm glad that you know she already knew about it before everybody called and it was revealed on camera but to say it's her karma I do agree with that you mm-hmm. know so okay. and then let's see so what did you guys think about Katie kooky Katie I thought she was kind of cool and chilled <laughs> and like so much fun and didn't care like give it up for <laughs> fake bees and like, grabbing penises. I don't know. But great <laughs> great toast the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Katie is such a crazy person to me. But it's funny that I feel like she hasn't really said much this yeah. whole season. Like she she kind of throws out a comment here or there. But I really want to know what's going on with her because the the Katie that we're seeing this season is way it's different than the person. Katie from season one. Person. Like, what are you doing on a farm? Okay, yeah. right. you ain't been to one gala. You've been walking around with these scars on. Like, what is what is happening with Katie that she's completely made this change? I really want to know. 
like what happened what is going on i need her to talk a little more other than her little comments because i genuinely want to know like katie what have you been doing you need to be a better friend to the show we need your business right yeah exactly you're more confident than you were before Mm -hmm. you're just like a different you chill laid back like this free spirit is really actually free yeah and it's kind of it's really really refreshing to see now one thing i will say before we wrap up this episode um I found interesting. Giselle apologized, and even in the end, even though Giselle really has been messy that last episode and this episode a lot, um, Ashley gave her a pass and still remained basically mad at Robin until Robin apologized, and Mm -hmm. she seems to have accepted it. But it was interesting that, like, almost like, well, that's just who Giselle is, so... It's okay. How did you guys feel about her kind of giving the pass to Giselle and that, still being mad at Robin? That made me mad. Like, you cannot keep giving her a pass. Like, if I have a friend that keeps, like, carrying the bone and just starting stuff, I'm not going to keep saying, oh, well, that's how she is. That's how she is. Sometimes, like, she is a grown woman. You have to hold her accountable for the things that she does. She brought that up. And then Robin probably felt like, oh, well, like, it's all these people around. She done brought this up. Like, I have to say something about mm-hmm. it. But, like... Giselle needs to take accountability, and you need to make her accountable too. Like you, she's grown. She's a grown woman with children. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I agree, and I promise this is just not because of my allegiance to Giselle. I promise sure. you, right? It's not. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I could see her wanting to have a conversation with Giselle to just address it and move on from it, but I don't think it was something that she should have gotten mad at her for. And I don't think it's a situation where she should have been more mad at Giselle than she was at Robin or Candace. Because one, Candace and Robin had already been kikiing about it offline. And for two, you know, like she said, she could have been like, you know, now's probably not the right time to talk about this, even though Giselle did bring it up. I don't think it was as big from Giselle's front. For her to like, for Ashley to have made a big deal about it. I think Giselle apologized for it. It was minor. Just move on from it, honestly. That's how I felt. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 50-50 on it. I don't feel, I agree with you, I don't feel like she should be more mad at Giselle than at Robin, but I found it interesting that like, okay, after all of this, it's like, well, maybe some of your anger at Robin is misplaced because mm-hmm. Robin didn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. She might have pulled you to the side, but we don't know because Giselle actually brought it up. So right. I don't really, I agree, it's not like that big of a thing, but it's like, okay, you were so mad at Robin because you felt like she was so underhanded, when actually she wasn't the one who brought it yeah. up anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was kind of like, balance yourself out, girl. Mm-hmm. But, um, alright, you guys, so that's this episode. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to our special segment of Shady's Moments. Mm-hmm. We'll go through that really quickly. So starting with you, Alexis. My Shady's Moment, I died laughing, is when um, when Monique was like, why are, you, why are you using Robin as the brain? She's not the brain. She's pinky. Mm-hmm. Like basically, that. Yeah, yeah, so basically so implying that like Robin's the, the dumb yeah, one. Yeah. The, pinky the and the brain for yeah. those who don't know this show. Okay, go ahead. My shadiest moment was when Karen said clank de clank. Yeah. I, it took me out. I wanted to fall out. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't know what else to say when Ashley said stuff about the IRS. So all she could say was, you know what? Clank de clank. I yeah. hope your man don't drop the soap. Period. (laughs) Okay, I had written down both of those. So I think my shadiest moment actually was very subtle when Giselle said in her her confessional that she was going to get a house that the IRS couldn't take. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that literally went over my head. I got that one too. Shout out 
out to Karen. Shay bang, bang, Giselle just does it every time. All right. Well, I don't know, ladies. I think, I don't know. Those are so good. I don't know. I kind of feel like the clankety clank and the soap. Clank the clank Yeah, I think, I think that's the winner. Clank the clank winner. For sure. Yeah, that's the winner. <laughs> I think that's the winner. All right, you guys. Uh, really quickly, we'll move on to some tweets. I can leave them. Right. All right. <laughs> this is from Freud Banks. Love it. Katie, you are better than those Kim Zolciak <laughs> wigs. Oh my gosh. She was giving me Rick James vibes with this wig. Yeah, it was amazing. See, wigs were Halloween this whole episode. Party Halloween, City. Yes. Very party city. Am I the only one who thought that Kim has always had nice wigs? No, she has not. They're terrible. Kim, they were terrible. Kim, Kim has had good wig moments. Over time, her wigs have gotten better. Have gotten better. Like when she first was on Real House of. Uh, yeah, yeah no. season one. Kim, yeah. Thank you. Wish Ray was pulling her wig in those first few yeah. seasons. That that wig. She had the yeah. shiny party city wig. Katie's yes. was definitely worse than any of Kim's, though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. This is from Say Size Stacy. Thirty-two uh, year old, fully dependent Candace is a. I can't even tell her. Um, is a carbon, carbon copy of Dorothy, Dorothy. <laughs> minus the home status, paycheck, and ill-fitted courier. Wow, Stacy, that was a, that was a lot. That's how you. I am Miss Samuels. It's definitely tonight's MVP. She has the patience of a saint, but ain't too. I can't, okay. Ain't afraid ain't to afraid drag that grown baby Candace even while she's pregnant. Yeah, I yes. was all for Monique. Me too. All on her side this episode. I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, was 100%. Candace is being way too dramatic. Classic misplaced anger. A real friend will let you know when you're wrong, and others will let you make a fool of yourself. Bingo. Yes, yep. exactly. Very, very true. Good job. And the last one. This season, Katie is a gift that keeps on giving. Yes, Lord, she is. Yeah. <laughs> Where was this one in season one? Yeah. DC, DJ Jack, exactly. Maybe mm-hmm. she had just had to get rid of that fiance. I don't know, yeah. but she's know. bringing the pain, and we love you, girl. We love you. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. Well, Alexis has some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. So some super duper quick but exciting news. Our girl Giselle was honored at the Africa Gives Back International Gala yesterday. You can see her in her beautiful dress. It's a lot of dress. And of course it's pink and green. Shout out to the AKAs. And that gala raises money to build clean water wells in West Africa. And they decided to honor her and all the proceeds would go to that. So congratulations to Giselle and great that they have a cause for that. Wow, that dress is, like, so busy. Okay, so much. But shout out to Giselle. I love her. All right, before we get out of here, you guys, we're going to do some predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. All right, starting with Alexis. You know... Um, I think we're just going to see a lot more arguments with Candace because Candace is on a warpath and has some anger issues right now. And she's just coming for everybody. Um, and I think we're just going to see some more aftermath of everything that's going on with Mr. Darby. Um, I think that Candace and Monique are going to make up. I mean, we see that, you know, they're at the little dinner having a little ponderosa <laughs> so I think they're gonna make up because yeah. Monique doesn't really want to have problems with anyone so she'll probably be the one that initiates the the makeup yeah Candace will probably really figure out that she was overreacting and mm-hmm. that she actually had good intentions right 
I agree. And I actually think that Candace and her mom are going to make up because mm-hmm. I think they seemed kind of peaceful a little bit in that preview for the, um, you know, for their little psycho sessions. And I think, like, at the end of the day, they're like twins. So yeah, they're going to they're gonna make up and continue to fight. Mm. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a great, great, fun, fabulous show. But before you get out of here, ladies, where can they find you? Hey, guys, you all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Lexi Fierce. You guys can find me on Instagram at the Danny B. All right, you guys, I'm your host, Erica Edwards. You can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in door, Edwards. Ciao for now, folks. Bye, guys. Bye, later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 